Welcome to the um, third in a series of Bristow's corporate podcasts on tech M&A. I'm uh, Rich Swain of Council in the M&A team at Bristow's, and I've been working on deals in the ad tech space for over 10 years. I'm joined today by um, Jamie Drucker, who's a senior associate in our world-leading data team, um, who's going to help me talk about the emerging trends in ad tech. So I think it's probably fair to say for the majority of time that I've been working on ad tech deals, the focus uh, for us as corporate lawyers and for the deal in general has been prepping buyers and sellers for um, the warranty and indemnity protection that's been around the usual uh, the usual focuses of concern on these sort of transactions. So making sure that uh, the important IP is owned by the client and you can use it without interruption post-sale. Uh, to a degree, understanding and securing revenue source, so ensuring customer lists and customer contracts are in place, and making sure that um, the people selling the business are owning it, so resolving issues around the employee options. But more recently, these type of businesses have become more aware of the worth of the data sets that they're holding and creating, um, which has led to them being valued and valuing themselves on the basis of their data assets. So ad tech businesses have aimed for increased valuation multiples on the basis of their data worth. And that's great for the sector and particularly the sellers. But the more deals we do in this space, um, we're realizing that the importance of data um, has been bought, has been accompanied by um, increased regulatory focus. So the importance of data and the power that big companies uh, in, vir- in, the virtual, in the virtual world hold, so companies like Meta and Google can exploit their data, has led to an increased regulatory focus and increased controls. And that's having a trickle-down effect on um, the ad tech sector in more general. So this seemed like an opportune time as part of our series of M&A podcasts to have a look at some of these regulatory challenges and look at how they can impact transactions in the space. So, Jamie, my understanding is that these potential challenges are more than simple compliance problems and can actually go to profitability as well. But perhaps if we first have an overview of what those challenges are, and then we can have a look at them in slightly more detail. Yeah, absolutely. Firstly, thanks for having me on the corporate podcast. Pleased to be here. Um, the type of work that I do in the ad tech space tends to be uh, compliance work from the, on the data protection side, but increasingly uh, regulatory enforcement-based work. So there's a lot going on in the space at the moment where data protection regulators are, are showing an increasing interest in, in the market. Um, and where we've got to is that the, the ad tech industry is at a really interesting inflection point. Um, there's a range of challenges uh, that, that ad tech companies are, uh, are facing at the moment. Essentially, they can be boiled down into four points, I think. One is increasingly active enforcement by regulators of the ecosystem, particularly in the EU and the UK. That has been partly driven by the second point, which is very effective privacy activists and pressure groups you know, b- bringing action to bear on, on the industry. Third point is a range of new laws, again, particularly at the, the EU level, but the UK with some involvement as well. And then that's all culminated in some technological changes uh, that are facing the market, uh, facing the ecosystem, and in particular, the end of third-party cookies, which I'll come on to talk about in a minute, but that's a really interesting uh, point for consideration. So, as I said, where where I get involved tends to be where there's enforcement action, and we've seen a real uptick in in data protection-related enforcement action on ad tech companies, but also on publishers and advertisers who, who use ad tech over the last few years. 
the focus has really been on um, the fact that ad tech uh, and online ads uh, typically involved the collection of a, of a large volume of user personal data, creation of user profiles to help target adver- adverts to, to particular audiences, and very widespread dissemination of that data. Because you know, for any typical ad transaction, you might have hundreds of third parties involved, all doing slightly different things in, within the transaction. Now, that's data being sprayed out to multiple organizations. Regulators really don't like that. So there's been a lot of focus uh, by data protection authorities on, on those risks. It's fair to say that some companies have really felt the, the brunt of that enforcement action more than others. Meta, I think, is the obvious example. They've been, really had a tough year or two with data protection authorities, big fines being issued, real focus and scrutiny on how they um, how they use data for ads purposes. Obviously, Meta's a you know, ma- massive ad-supported platform. Um, really at the heart of this is the issue of consent, you know, the regulators are effectively saying to organizations now, if you want to do targeted advertising based on user information, it really needs to be consented. Oh, and by the way, getting consent is really difficult. Um, and the reason it's really difficult is ad tech companies, n- not meta, but, you know, your ad tech, your typical ad tech company, doesn't they don't have a relationship with the end user. So they are reliant on the publisher website to get consent on their behalf. Well, if you think about a user visiting a website, how how is the user expected to understand all the companies with whom the data is shared, all the very sophisticated and complex things that's happening with their data, such that they can give consent in an informed way? So that's the sort of challenge that, that's coming to bear on, on the industry from an enforcement perspective. You then have over and above, you know, that, that kind of GDPR enforcement, some new laws, as I mentioned, you've got, for example, in the UK, the much heralded online safety legislation that has, you know, that, that's typically focused on, you know, protecting children online, but there are a range of measures in that about advertising and fraudulent advertising in particular. Then you've got a couple of big pieces of legislation at EU level. You've got the Digital Markets Act, which is effectively a competition law, but looking at these large gatekeeper organizations like marketplaces, search, messaging organizations. Uh, and again, that, that Data Digital Markets Act is regulating consent practices, uh, the way that these organizations uh, are, have been accused of using something called dark patterns, which is kind of nudging users into accepting consent when they might not, you know, when they might not ordinarily do so. Uh, and then the the other piece is the Digital Services Act. So that's really focused on banning targeted advertising by profiling children uh, and using kind of very sensitive data to do to do online marketing, like health data, for example. All you know, all of those pieces of legislation are backed by very significant enforcement powers. So you've got regulators, in addition to you know the GDPR, where they have big powers to enforce. For example, the the Digital Services Act you know, the, the regulators can find up to 6% of, of total revenue. So there's a real enforcement risk crystallizing on, on a number of these organizations. And then to, to sort of complete the picture, and I think this is probably the most significant thing, there's changes to the technology. Uh, and in particular, partly as a result of, of all the enforcement pressure, um, browsers are ceasing support for third-party cookies. So Google Chrome, which is the biggest the biggest browser, is planning to turn off third-party cookies by the end of this year. And that's really significant because third-party cookies is the technology that's really underpinned 
online behavioral advertising for, for years now. And it's the thing that enables you to know the identity of users as they move around the internet and, and observe what their browsing history is so you can target an ad to them. Well, that's being turned off. So you've now got this interesting point where the the ad tech ecosystem is kind of scrambling around thinking about how are we going to continue to do advertising in a, in a targeted way? Uh, how are publishers going to continue to monetize their, their ad inventory, their, their websites, uh, and achieve the same returns in circumstances where we can't do the same level of user targeting. So you've got a range of new solutions that, that, that are being developed and tested at the moment. Um, Google is heavily involved. They've got a, something called the, the Privacy Sandbox, which is getting a lot of the headlines. The idea behind that is that they are enabling targeting in a, in a way which is a bit less privacy intrusive and at a slightly higher level of, of abstraction. Um, you've also got a range of uh, providers coming up with solutions that feel a bit like third-party cookies, but they're based on uh, identifiers and, and authenticated users providing their email addresses. And there's some sort of quite clever technology there. Um, but but essentially, it's quite at quite a nascent stage. And so where it all lands remains to be seen. Publishers and advertisers are probably going to have to come up with a variety of these solutions. None of them are going to be quite as simple as the third-party cookie world we used to live in. And so as a result, the, the market is really in a, in a state of flux at the moment. And all of those factors kind of gives rise to some new risks when it comes to assessing a, a transaction, I think. Absolutely. I mean, as a starting point, it sounds, it sounds that there's just quite a lot to, to, to get around at the moment. It, if, I was, if I was approaching an ad tech company at the moment um, and I was thinking about diligence, what I mean, obviously, the, the, the old-fashioned questions we're going to have to move away from, and, and the things. But what would I? What, what couple of things would I now be looking for if I was looking to buy an ad tech company to sort of say, well, look, I, I used to ask to see to, to to understand their consents and to make sure all those were in place. What what would I now be thinking about? Yeah, I mean, consent will still be an important factor. I mean, I think that the, the initial obvious starting point is, you know, are you subject to any enforcement action at the moment? Is there any ongoing litigation? Clearly, the numbers that are being talked about in, in this space are very large when it comes to enforcement. For a small ad tech company, that could be terminal. So, you know, getting a handle on where they sit in terms of the level of risk. You know, I said Meta gets the brunt of it. But to what extent, you know, what does the, what does the, ad, uh, the enforcement landscape look like for the, for the sort of mid-level or mid that kind of company. And have the regulators started to feed down into the the sort of the lower levels of in terms of size? Yeah, they have it, not so much in the sense of issuing the mega fines, but there's scrutiny. So, for example, the ICO, which is the UK Data Protection Authority, um, they have been focused on website publishers. So they've been writing to the top 100 websites in the UK asking them for information about their consent practices for, you know, online tracking and and trying to enforce some quite specific requirements about consent. They issued something last week saying, we've written to the top 100, we're now going to write to the next 100 and the 100 after that. So that, that's sort of really trickling down. Whether that turns into big fines, we don't know, but there's scrutiny, which gives rise to challenges. I mean, in terms of a transactional basis, then it's, it's definitely not something that you put the never going to happen box. This is this is the one where, where regulators are starting to actually think about looking at smaller, smaller and mid-sized entities in the sector and actually asking, what are you doing to, to get it to get across these regular risks? There's a real risk of potential enforcement action then. Yeah. Yes. And, and of course, you know, 
it, it doesn't require the final big fine to have an impact. Even just an inquiry from a regulator can, can soak up a lot of time and resources uh, and spook, you know. Your yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, so in terms of in terms of sort of, I guess the first hurdle is active enforcement. Is there thing? Are there things going on in terms of mitigating that risk? Then, in terms of a from a transaction, obviously we can put contractual warranties in place. But for real, you know, actual tangible things, what would make you happy as a data protection lawyer if I said they've got this? Yeah, yeah I mean, I think that the thing about ad tech and data protection compliance is there's almost no one that's totally compliant, and in some respects, the model of ad tech just doesn't quite line up with the requirements of the GDPR. So quite often we think about this in the context of definitely don't be the worst. Are you somewhere Are you somewhere in the pack in terms of where you pitch your compliance? So are you making use of um, industry solutions to enable consent? So for example, the IAB have this thing called the Transparency Consent Framework, also subject to challenge, but it, it's a way of demonstrating that you're thinking about consent in the right way. You'd be looking at their privacy policies, making sure they're, they're laying things out properly. There's a number of points we can check just to make sure they're thinking about this in a sophisticated way and they're not blind to the possibility of enforcement action. So is this, I mean, I guess, so don't be, don't, don't be the one that's being caught, I mean, just in terms of transaction risk, but also evidence that you're doing some of the right sort of things and be able, I mean, I guess if you were thinking about preparing your business for sale, certainly you wouldn't want to be caught, but certainly you could be doing things to ensure that you're um, taking account of the right, the right sort of industry practices that make you look like a good industry citizen because acknowledging that you're never probably going to get it hundred percent right. Yeah, that's, that's hundred percent right. And I mean, I think, you know, one thing to think about is um, I talked at the beginning about data being shared with multiple, multiple in- intermediaries. I think what we're probably going to start seeing is a bit of a narrowing of who ad tech companies work with. So they're, they're working with a slightly slimmer approved list of vendors and partners to limit the amount of data sharing and ensure that the, those who they do share data with have themselves got appropriate GDPR practices so you can have a bit more certainty about you know, data being shared in a, in a compliant way. That will be important. So there's a supply chain review process as part of this. Yeah, and it, I mean, it, it is, is this loading a more regulatory cost onto um, ad tech companies? Like they're, 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 you know, they're, they're known for being nimble and light and sort of, um, having staff coming in and out, and that's usually why we worry more about the IP. But it, it feels to me like you'd you'd want to ensure that they had a regulatory budget and that they'd been using it to, you know, ensure some form of compliance. But I, I think I think that's right. I mean, I think where this goes in the future, it, it's difficult to see to say how much you know regulate regulatory budget is needed because if you go, you know, I was talking about some of these replacements for third party cookies. Some organisations are going to move away from this kind of hyper-targeting approach and think about, for example, contextual advertising. So they're going to be advertising not on the basis of the user, but on the basis of um, the page within which the advert sits. Now, that approach is basically saying we're going to limit and possibly eliminate the amount of personal data we're processing. Well, if they take that approach, they're on slightly safer ground. It's those that are you know, continuing with a more, what I would say is a more traditional model where they, they are looking for sort of hyper-targeting and they do have to be quite cognizant of, of regulatory risk, I think. Yeah. So uh, it, it sounds like, um, you know, we've, we've moved away from my old way of doing ad tech deals. And, you know, as the sort of, as, as data has become 
one of the most important assets for these kind of business where you know with one of the key diligence focuses going to be ensuring that they're good data citizens generally and i mean obviously ensuring that they're sort of they're moving towards that by um so you know not being the target enforcement action in terms of things that um that that feels to me like the current state of the of the data you know the ad tech market and the way that they need to think about the data if they're thinking about from a transaction risk is there anything they should be looking out for coming around the near corner well i mean it's I guess th- thinking about the, the the current risk for a second. I mean, I think the enforcement risk is 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 significant. But the other point I just just want to raise is the the data set forms a big part of the value proposition for a lot of these organisations. Whether that's an existing data set that they just hold, or it's you know the technology they use to collect and share the data. If the data is not clean in the sense it hasn't been properly consented to a GDPR standard, which is not that's a high bar, by the way, then there's going to be increased scrutiny on those who receive that data. They're going to be asking questions of that organization. Where did you get it from? What's the provenance of that data? Well, if you can't satisfy this increased scrutiny from the supply chain, then that that minimizes your value proposition as well. So those are the two sort of current risks um, I see it, as as I see it. There are, you know, wider risks that that are not new, um, but are getting... That you know they they may, they remain a big challenge like ad fraud for example. Yeah. This is the idea that um, bots click on ads essentially to drive click rates to drive up the cost to those that are, that are advertising. That that's a very simplified version of this. There's obviously very sophisticated ad fraud that remains a huge problem in terms of uh, ensuring that the publisher gets the right money for the right ad and the, and the advertiser is getting the right return on the, on their investment in terms of their marketing budgets. So that's another big um, sort of trend that we're going to see over the next couple of years being being a live issue when it comes to ad tech-related transactions as well. How do you diligence that, though? I mean, it's, te- it's largely technical. Yeah. I mean, I think um, you want to be pretty – you want to be asking some some fairly searching questions about what, what mitigations the company has put in place in relation to ad fraud, what third-party, you know um, – technology have they got in place to, to to mitigate that risk there are some pretty you know good organizations out there that embed technology to, to detect so certainly i guess if an ad tech if, if an ad tech company is saying we've got this many clicks or this is our you know that some some increased thought about whether or not that's a hard number given given this kind of ability to effectively manipulate those figures has got to be part of the question set hasn't it and yeah. part of the thinking i think that's right i think that's right if 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 the uh, if the click rates and the return is a is a is a key part of the the value of the organisation, then there's yeah. got to be some level of scrutiny of that. Absolutely. Um, so yeah, it's 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 it's, a, it's, a, it's an interesting time for for ad tech, and I think and I think just a perhaps just a final thought. Um, the work that I've done in ad tech, you know, has been typically focused on um, desktop and mobile related advertising. I think what we're seeing a real explosion of at the moment is. Um, other channels that are becoming ad supported. So connected TVs is an obvious example. You know, we've seen Netflix start to move towards um, an ad supported kind of Netflix basic model. Amazon Prime are doing something similar. A lot of the a lot of the, the streaming platforms are looking at ad models. So there, there's going to be an increased sophistication in terms of how ads are served on those platforms. Yeah. Slightly different scenario because usually they're being served to authenticated users, like logged in users. So there's a different set of things to think about there. Um, 
and then you know there's other channels like podcasts like what we're doing right now i don't know we probably won't be embedding too many ads in this one i, I think that's right um but but obviously growth in podcasts ad supported podcasts games in app you know in game ads so there's a lot of these new channels that are ad supported um a lot of the uh, same experience that came to bear on on desktop and, and mobile ads uh will, will be applied to these new new channels um slightly different set of challenges but there's you know it's, it's continued growth in this area and it may be that some of the uh the acquisitions we see in this space over the, the next you know, year or two are focused on some of those newer channels yeah, I, I would i would think so i mean we're, we're talking to a number of media clients now who are moving into other areas but it sounds like to the extent they're building in those ad related revenues to any part of the value proposition we need to be thinking about exactly the same issues we've been talking about throughout absolutely look Thank you very much indeed. That's been that's been. I've, I've you know I've learned a huge amount uh, in the short bit. So um, hopefully others have too. Thanks very much for your time. Thanks for having me. Cheers.